the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son, Jesus Christ, was lifted high upon the cross so that he might draw the whole world to himself. To those who look upon the cross, grant your wisdom healing, and eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Numbers. From Mount Hor the Israelites set out, but the people became impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent 
poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. Word of God, word of life. reading from 1 Corinthians. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom, wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? 
Where is the scribe? Where is the, debate, the debater of, age, of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. God decided, through the foolishness of our proclamation, to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling, blo stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said, No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way that God gave the Son, the only begotten one, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise you, Lord. On this Holy Cross Day, we remember our baptism by making the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Snake on a stick. No, that's not some newfangled snack from the Minnesota State Fair. Steak, snake on a stick. It's the bizarre yet beautiful account of Moses telling the people to put a bronze serpent on a pole. The snake, a symbol of sin and disobedience, 
Think of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Yet when the people look upon that snake on a stick, it is for them healing, salve, salvation. The American Medical Association uses the serpent on a pole to illustrate the healing arts of medicine. It is a wondrous mystery that salve and threat are entwined. Surgeons who work under this snake symbol must hurt you first in order to make you whole. Then there is the cross, no symbol more associated with the Christian faith than a cross. Literally, it signifies execution, rejection, death. Yet Christians love their crosses, don't they? Crosses on churches, crosses lifted high in processions, crosses on bodies, crosses on walls, crosses on vestments, crosses on jewelry. Sometimes Western Christianity is accused of glorifying the sufferings of Jesus, sufferings that then placate an angry, wrathful God. Movies like Mel Gibson's The Passion of Christ from many years ago. Paintings by Ruben, Rubens and Grunewald. These accentuate the gory extremes of Jesus' passion and death. Yet Eastern Orthodox icons show an almost regal Christ on the cross, reflecting more the theology of the Gospel of John as Jesus is lifted high on the tree, he draws all people to himself. God so loved the world, John proclaims. And early Christian writers saw in the cross Christ's victory, victory over sin, death, evil. That is why this feast day, Holy Cross Day, is called the triumph of the cross by Roman Catholics and the exaltation of the cross by Eastern Orthodox. That is why our processional cross shows a risen Christ. That is why the ancient Good Friday liturgy and the way we celebrate it here is not a dirgy funeral for Jesus. The cross and resurrection cannot so easily be separated as we're prone to do. Sad face on Good Friday, happy face on Easter. Actually, the cross is the best non-binary symbol of all. Paradox, mystery. You see, decades after Jesus' death, St. Paul already was beginning to proclaim the crucified Christ as the power of God. It seems so foolish that in weakness, that in vulnerability, we find the path to wholeness, the path to healing, to salve, to salvation. And for Paul, the cross 
is glory. As centuries passed, Christians started looking upon the cross and seeing it as the tree of life itself. Look at the illustration on your bulletin cover. In this most famous mosaic in Rome, healing waters flow from the cross, as if the cross is paradise. There are birds on the branches, and deer drink from the precious stream. Yes, the cross is about Jesus. Yes, this feast, Holy Cross Day, originates from an ancient story of St. Helena follow, um, finding the true cross in the fourth century. But the cross is about our lives. The cross is about our baptism into Jesus' death and resurrection. Or as one writer puts it, out of sadness and sickness, misery and melancholy, God transforms us with healing and new life. From a wooden stick to a wooden cross to a wooden fence. This past Thursday, I attended a performance of a most moving and profound choral work called Considering Matthew Shepherd. As most of you know, and maybe not all of you who were born after 1998, Matthew Shepherd was a gay college student living in Wyoming. And in 1998, in a brutal hate crime that captivated our country, Matthew was murdered and left hanging like a scarecrow on a fence, on a wooden fence outside Laramie. The librettist for Considering Matthew Shepard uses the word passion for the work in a similar way that Bach and others wrote passions for the last week of Jesus' life. The fence in this musical becomes its own character. As Matthew is near death on that wooden fence, his arms are extended like a cross. And in one song, the fence is addressed like this, most noble evergreen. With your roots in the sun, you shine in the cloudless sky of a sphere no earthly eminence can grasp. I couldn't help but recall an ancient Christian hymn text about the cross. O tree of beauty, tree most fair, ordain those holy limbs to bear. And then, in a very haunting song, the personified fence sings of holding the dying Matthew Shepherd all night long, heavy as a broken heart. His own heart wouldn't stop beating. The cold wind wouldn't stop blowing. His face streaked with moonlight and blood. 
when protesters from Westboro Baptist Church show up at Matthew's funeral with placards that read, God hates fags, Matt is in hell. The choir sings, Kreuziger, Kreuziger, just as box choirs would sing that, because in German, Kreuziger means crucify. It is the hatred of the world that crucified Matthew. It is the hatred of the world that continues to crucify those despised and hated and oppressed today. But in the choral work, an amazing thing happens. People come to the wooden fence as they literally did in the week following Matt's death. They come to that fence to pay homage, to pray, to grieve. Flowers and photos, prayers and poems, crystals and candles, sticks and stones. They come in herds. They stand and stare. They sit and sigh. They laugh and cry. Every Good Friday, as they have for centuries, the faithful hear the words, Behold the wood of the cross! And they stream forward to the cross to touch, to venerate this wooden sign of healing and hope. God's love for the world, God with us in our God-forsaken places of heartache and loss. And then in a profound turn that completely caught me off guard, the librettist writes, I walk to the fence with beauty before me. I leave the fence surrounded by beauty. Still, I wonder, I wonder, that fence becomes a place of beauty. Beauty. The cross is for us beautiful. As we gaze on it, God transforms death into new life. In a few moments, we will sing a favorite hymn of many in our community. We end our Good Friday service with the song of triumph. Holy God, holy and beautiful, beauty unsurpassed. You are despised, rejected, scorned. You hold us fast. And we behold your beauty. A paradox that out of incomprehensible hatred, violence, suffering, the story of Matthew Shepherd ends, as does the story of Jesus, as does the story of humanity with profound hope. Again from the libretto, meet me here where the old fence ends and the horizon begins. This evergreen, this heart, this soul now moves us to remake our world reminds us how we are to be. Your people born to dream, how old this joy, how strong this call. At the performance Thursday night at Ravinia, in this climactic moment, 
To my surprise, suddenly hundreds of high school choir students from around the area joined in the hymn-like music, standing up to sing. And through tears, I felt hope for our world and a deep joy. And the ancient words from the Good Friday liturgy came to me. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. For by your holy cross, joy, joy has come to the world. A snake on a wooden stick, Christ lifted high on a wooden tree, Matthew dying on a Wyoming wooden fence. The human heart is resilient. Lift high the cross. Trust the promise of baptism that out of death, God births new life. So we reverence this cross. We bow as it passes. As Luther urged, we trace it in our body at day's dawn and at day's end. We eat and drink its mystery at this table. Let the sign of beauty be for you, the very heart of God.
people of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. For the whole church of God, its leaders, missionaries, youth workers, chaplains, deacons, pastors, bishops, and all the baptized, help us proclaim Christ crucified. Hear us, O God. For all creation, seeds that are sown, fields that are harvested, winds that blow, rains that fall, animals that roam, and the fruits of the earth, hear us, O God. For the leaders of this world, presidents, prime ministers, monarchs, parliaments, elected representatives, and the heads of corporations. Hear us, O God. For all who suffer in mind and body, the bullied and the shamed, the brokenhearted and the beaten down, the sick and the dying, especially Leon, and those we now name either silently or aloud. Hear us, O God. For the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago and the South Loop Campus Ministry, and for the mission and ministries of this congregation, hear us, O God. In thanksgiving for Blessed Mary, Cyprian, Hildegard, Dag Hammershaw, Nelson Wesley Trout, and Matthew the Apostle, that they, together with all your saints, be lifted up in your glory. Hear us, O God. Into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. very warm welcome to all of you on this beautiful September morning. Whether this is your first time here or you come often, whether you love church as many of us do or just checking out organized religion, whoever you love and marry, your gender identity, how you vote, the many other ways we describe ourselves or divide ourselves, this morning we come together and we are one in the love and mercy of God. So not only is this our first day of Sunday School, which you'll hear about in a couple minutes, and the amazing festival of the Holy Cross, it is also Welcome Back Sunday for Pastor Sevig after her sabbatical.
and I'm sure you'll agree that she looks great and rested and everything we hoped for. So if you'll please turn with me to page 14, a lot is happening and a lot is happening today. Right after worship, adults may uh, get a cup of coffee and some refreshments here, but we're asking Sunday school kids to immediately go upstairs to Pass Event Hall for the opening session that Pastor Sevic will lead all ages. Then, as you'll note, on page 14, the choir will rehearse in the choir room. And then the rest of us, I'm hoping after you get a little cup of coffee and something sweet, that you will come to a special forum in St. Mark Room on faith, wellness, and mental health, especially as we deal with anxiety and depression in ourselves and those we love and our children. Our presenter will be our own Pastor Brooke Peterson. Could you stand so we see you? She is on our staff as a non-stipendiary uh, leader and therapist. And if you're a parent here just hanging out while your kids are in Sunday school, please come and join that. There are lots of chairs set up. St. Mark Room is through this exit door and right up the stairs. You'll notice the many other things happening on page 15. We serve a meal at the crib. We need volunteers. You can talk to Ken or James to learn more about that. Ariel Frost, if she'll stand, she's our um, uh, assistant, music assistant. And if you're an instrumentalist and would like to find out how you can be involved playing a prelude or in a group, please talk to her about worship as well. If you'll turn to page 16, and you'll note the blessing of pets, the blessing of animals on Sunday, October 6th. I also want you to note that because that's the day our service times change. Uh, October through April, when there's not as much Cubs traffic in the neighborhood, and our services will move to 9 and 11 on October 6th. And then please also be putting this on your mental hard drive, page 17, Shine. Our congregation is known for awesome music. We'll be having Broadway and Barbershop and some really fun things on that day as a fundraiser, not for the capital campaign, but for our vibrant ministries and, and to help fill the gap as many uh, nonprofit organizations have to do in their budget year. At this point, I would like our kids here present today to come up front for a moment. And if you need a parent to accompany you, that is great too. So boys and girls and kids come forward for just a moment right up here with your backpacks. And even better, if you are an adult who brought a symbol of your vocation, extra points, please come forward as well. Adults with symbols of vocation, we want to see them. Please come forward. And we'll come right up here to the blue carpet. All right, boys and girls, you can stand right here. We can stay standing. And as we know, 20, year, 20 years ago, we had no kids here. And now look at this. Awesome. Yay. So boys and girls, the first thing I want to show you is that it's red today. We don't have red up very often. It's for special days, special church days including Holy Cross Day. And we're going to practice, if you haven't learned how to make the cross, and you too, if you're a little Lutheran shy or didn't grow up doing it, we're all gonna do it together. We're gonna practice making the sign of the cross on our bodies. Martin Luther, who helped found our church, hoped that we would do that often to remember that we are loved, baptized, and a treasure in God's eyes. So let's take our hands, everybody out here to join me, 
on our forehead, chest, left shoulder, right shoulder. Now do it with numbers. One, two, three, four. Now we're going to say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit every time, boys and girls, every time you pass that water, every time you pass it, dip in your hand and remember your baptism. The other time you can make it is after communion, after you get the pass right here, you can remember your baptism. And also when the pastor gives a blessing to the whole congregation like this, we all trace it on our bodies like Pastor Michelle will do. She'll bless us and we do this. Again, to remember that we are loved, claimed by God. So let's see if we have some adults who have a symbol of their vocation with us. A computer, yes, indeed. A bag, bring your bag up, yes, please. Oh, yeah, yeah, come up. Do we have any, we have other backpacks, computers. Speech, speech pathologist for kids, so we have Mr. Potato Head. We have keys and a name tag. And a vocation of the parents is certainly to drive their kids around. Oh, stethoscope, okay. Awesome. Pastor Sevick says a few things and gives a blessing for us. Uh, going back to the cross a moment, um, I'm going to ask you to come forward, not because you're just refreshed and look lovely, but because this chasuble was um, um, made for Pastor Dean Bard, who was a pastor here in 1981 to 86, and he's retired now and has given it to our congregation to use and have. And this is the first time we are wearing that chasuble that now belongs to Holy Trinity. So, Pastor Sevick. So, one of the things that um, we're going to be giving away today are these backpack tags. They're little tiny backpack tags. I have not played with Shrinky Dinks since I was a kid. Does anybody remember Shrinky Dinks? Yeah. So, I got to make 100 of these yesterday. That was really fun. <laughs> And uh, so there are little tags that you can put on your backpack, or I'm going to put one on my lanyard. I have two jobs. I'm also a chaplain at a hospital at Illinois Masonic, and um, so I'm going to put a little one on my back on my lanyard. So people that have name tags at work can put one on it. It says on here, God's got your back. And so to remind us that God's always with us wherever we go, at work and at play, so when we're at school or at work, wherever we are, you can put this little tag on. It says, God's got your back. And on the other side, it says Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. And so I'm going to pass these out um, after our blessing. You can meet me at the back of the church. I'll give you a little tag, and then I'll give you a little something else to hook it onto your backpack or wherever you want to put it. And these are for adults and kids. So whoever wants one, meet me at the back of the church during our hymns. And on your way, as you go to the back of the church, you're going to pass the water. So it'll be your chance to practice what we just did. Let us pray. God of wisdom, we give you thanks for schools and classrooms and for teachers and students. We give you thanks for these children. Bless them with curiosity and understanding. 
May their backpacks remind them of their call to learn and grow this year in both school and Sunday school. Bless everyone in this community that they may joyfully live their baptismal vocation in whatever work or volunteering they do as parents, nurses, doctors, therapists, salespersons, attorneys, farmers, artists, scientists, and so much more. May this water be a reminder of our baptism and the Holy Cross made on our foreheads, strengthened to live as your people in our schools, homes, neighborhoods, and workplaces. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. I would like our Sunday school teachers to come down so that we can introduce them. Would you stand right here? And they will be, here we go. Let us thank them for their ministry and work the coming years. All right, come These three things are going to happen at the same time. If you would turn to the offertory hymn in the bulletin. We're going to stand and sing that as the bread and wine comes this way, and as kids go that way to the water and then to the back. Please stand.
yourself as a light to the nations. You delivered them from bondage and led them to a land of promise. Of your grace, you gave Jesus to be human, to share our life, to proclaim the coming of your holy reign, and gave himself for us a fragrant offering. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, you have freed us from sin, brought us into your life, reconciled us to you, and restored the glory you intend for us. We thank you that on the night before he died for us, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his friends, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine, gave the blessing, and gave it to his friends and said, Drink of this, all of you, in remembrance of me. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And so, remembering all that was done for us, the cross, the tomb, the resurrection and ascension, Longing for Christ's coming in glory and presenting to you these gifts your earth has formed and human hands have made. We proclaim the mystery of faith.
let us pray. Faithful God, whose Son bore our sins in his body on the tree and gave us the sacrament to show forth his death until he come, give us grace to glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for he is our salvation, our life, and our hope, who reigns as Lord now and forever. May Christ, who called you to take up your cross, give you strength to bear your own and one another's burdens. And may God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Remembering the poor. <laughs> 